Welcome to the Note to Sell podcast. I'm your host, Trevor McDonald. And here on the Note to Sell podcast, I discuss things that I'm learning, reading, listening to, and discussing with others and how it's helping me grow to become a better human in this world. And in turn, hopefully it's encouraging you to grow as well. This is episode number 29. Let's get into it. All right, here we go. Today, I'm going to share a story and warning. Uh, I'm going to give, I'm going to be incredibly vulnerable in me sharing the story with you today. And my, my, my only ask is that you would listen all the way to the end of this episode. Um, so a few weeks ago, where we live on our block, we had a full-on neighborhood block party. Our whole entire street gets blocked off and there's food and there's games and there's so many kids running around. There's inflatable pools and inflatable uh, bounce houses and slides. We had the bounce house in our front lawn, kids coming in and out of that. There's a tent with food and drinks and the whole nine and all the neighbors come out on our street. And this is like an annual thing for us. This is the second year of us experiencing this and so much fun, so much fun for our boys because they're able to run around on the street in other people's front yard, jumping in inflatable pools, jumping out of inflatable pool. I mean, it's, it's madness from like, for our kids, it was started at nine in the morning. And it goes to like 11 plus at night. I mean, it's a long day, but it's, it's awesome, right? You get to meet your neighbors. You get to break bread and have fun and your kids and all the neighborhood kids are having a blast. Well, around like eight, uh, eight, eight thirty, they, there's a neighbor right across the, the street from us that sets up this, uh, outdoor, uh, screen to, to cast a movie onto it. So all the kids get their chairs and there's a popcorn maker and there's slushy makers. I mean, it's, again, this is, this is, we go all out. And they're going to watch the movie Super Mario Bros. And all the kids get to find a spot, either sitting on the grass or they have a lawn chair or whatever it may be. And I'm off to the side talking with a neighbor that lives a couple streets down. Uh, me and Amy are both talking with them. And so anyways, um, a, a moment takes place. And I kind of see it off in the dis- distance that, you know, some of the kids are like standing up in the front and they're blocking the screen and. My son, my oldest son is, is like alongside some of the other older kids are like booing this person, like kind of having fun, like, oh, boo down in front. And they're throwing the popcorn and, and my son, who's 10, you know, he just started fifth grade. He's 10. He's, he's acting like a 10 year old boy would. And I kind of see that. And then I, I go back to the conversation. Eventually Amy and I come into the house and Um, it's getting late and our kids are still out running around the movie, I believe kind of ended and it's 10, 15, 10 30. And we're like, okay, this is a, this is a wrap. I got to go to bed. (laughs) I need our kids to go to bed. They, they're probably incredibly exhausted without really knowing it high on sugar and all the adrenaline and you name it. Well, they come inside and we're wrapping up and they're sticky as can be from all the (laughs) being outside in the hot sun. And I'm like, we're not even going to bother with cleaning these kids off. They're, they're going to go to sleep. We'll, we'll shower in the morning, whatever. So this is the part I'm trying to get to. 
and there's more to the story and and I'll get into some of the episode is Parker my oldest uh, right before we're about to go upstairs says hey um, can I can I tell you guys something and I'm kind of like really nervous to tell you in fact I'm kind of I'm kind of scared to tell you and we're both like it's late tired what what are, what is he about to tell us and for us as parents we're like I want you to be able to feel safe that you can tell us whatever you know what what happened something happened out outside with like another kid or did you break something in someone's yard like did you do something like you know what's going on bud and he tells us that during the movie when he was sitting up front and you know acting again not a whole ton of self-control as a 10 year old boy might you know not have i get that i get it says one of our neighbors who truthfully we don't know that well um almost really not at all like kind of reprimanded him and told him to basically quiet down and stop acting up and and Parker told us at the time that he kind of grabbed them by the by the back of the neck and was telling them hey if you don't knock it off I'm gonna drag you across the street and bring you to your parents and tell you can tell them what you've been doing how you've been acting up uh, if you're a parent right now listening to this or if you uh, listen to this and you know my kid uh, you're probably getting a little angry I get it again I am being incredibly vulnerable in this episode naturally Amy and I kind of lock eyes and she, she she goes right for the door because there's still people outside to like confront this in the moment of whoa, whoa let's figure out what really happened I'm gonna believe my kid but I gotta figure out what happened here but then Parker really loses it, and I and I he was frightened and scared, and please don't do that, and you know, because this guy scared my son, and I'm like dealing with my son as a parent. I'm trying to figure out how to cope with this emotion, and also cope with what just happened, and what's what are we to do? And so again, I want to try to shorten the story up so I can get to some of the point, but. That night, um, we made the decision to uh, let things just cool. Our kids are exhausted. We're tired. Um, let's cover this tomorrow. Let's figure out what to do the next day. And we got some, Amy was able to talk with another neighbor that knew this person, got some of the intel, and apparently that person confessed to our friend down the street that he, you know, essentially threatened my oldest son Parker to stop jacking around during the movie which again kind of reinforces the blood boiling so we're trying to figure out okay how do we how do we address this so Amy and I talked for a couple couple moments and we're like okay what do we what do we have to do with this do we just march on over there or do we you know what's the best approach so again I'm sharing a lot but eventually was able to get this person's uh, wife's number and shoots her a text and said, Hey, uh, Trev and I would love to sit down with you guys. Something that happened between, um, this person and our son. 
it just kind of got blown off like for days and we're still trying to figure out what do we do with all this so um without sharing all the details it it, it doesn't seem like it's that important to them which that doesn't help so we sit on it for a week and then um another week goes by and it and some texts that go back to amy with kind of like a well you know we're really busy people and amy was like well i think this warrants a a conversation so fast forward to last week i i'm out front in our in our house and i'm watering all of our flowers and and truthfully i haven't even seen these two out because they're kind of they're not super close to our house but close enough that i would be able to see if they're out in in their front lawn or whatever so i'm watering the flowers and i and i see this this guy he's about to get into his car and i have this moment of you have to go you got to just go talk to this guy they are not they do not care you got to go and i put the hose down and i walk across the street and i kind of wave at him and stop him as he's driving kind of on the street towards me and i you know walk in front of his car and i stop him and i go up to his window and i simply just say hey you know i know we've been meaning to kind of catch up but you know uh, this at the block party a few uh, weeks ago um my son told me that this is kind of what happened and and that you said this and that you put your hands on my son is that true and he immediately got defensive and said is that what your son's telling you well he's he's lying to you i would never do that and he just goes on and on and i'm again i i'm i'm being really vulnerable so <laughs> i'm standing there thinking why is he why is he bucking up on me like why is it so defensive immediately all i'm asking is for clarity of what actually happened between you and my 10 year old kid you got to tell me what happened and he says i didn't i didn't touch your son i would never touch a kid and da, da, da. and then he just simply goes into well, i told him you know do you even know what your son was doing he was kicking over chairs and throwing popcorn and throwing grass at other kids and he just went in at my son. I'm like, okay. So he, he said, so I grabbed him by the neck collar, or I said, I'm going to grab you by the neck collar and drag you across the street, and you're going to have to tell your parents what you've been doing. And I looked at him, and I simply said, hey, never threaten my kid. Don't ever threaten my son. I said, if you got a problem with my kid, you can come to me, but you do not have the right. And I just said, hey, you and I don't know each other. We don't have a relationship. You don't have equity with me. So I would prefer that you would have come over to me or, or to Amy and talked to us before you threatened my kid. I didn't threaten your kid. I didn't do that. And I said, look, you just said this is what you said. That is a threat. It got as... as somewhat heated and we're in the middle of the street he gets out of his car and now we're face to face and another neighbor comes over and and tries to break it up and i don't i'm not screaming i'm not yelling i'm not i'm not cursing at him i'm not accusing him of being a 
whatever it, it just got to this point of like this guy is not hearing what I'm trying to say all I'm requesting as a parent for the protection of my son what how you made him feel that night was fear you drove fear into him and I'm asking you talk to me first if you got a problem come to me and don't ever threaten my kid again it didn't end well again I'm trying to get to the end of the story it didn't end well um he drove off and I just was like man that did not go <laughs> that did not go as, as how I thought it was going to go I truthfully I thought I was going to walk across that street as I put down the hose that that morning to have a conversation with another adult who's older than me, probably 20, 30 years older than me, and say, hey, just got to clear the air here. What took place that night? And for that, for claws to come out and that much energy and that much defensiveness, I, I just thought, whoa, I didn't know I was poking a bear over a child. And the more and more he kept bringing up, well, your son did this and your son did this. And I said, hey, he's 10 years old. He's acting like a kid. I can take care of my kid. Don't threaten my kid. It just wasn't. It didn't matter what was said. So here's what I want to do. Okay. The best we can. Uh, this is not about the people involved. This is, I don't want to uh, have you form this horrible opinion about this person. I don't know this person. Truthfully, I, I really just don't. And for me, what I try to do, the, the, what I have done at least, is just reflect on what happened and there's some other things that took place afterwards some text between my wife and his and his wife and that didn't go well and, and it was very gaslighting very accusatory of of us and and again even my kid and it was like oh gosh man this this is these are difficult people how do you how do you deal with difficult people how do you deal with difficult circumstances or situations, whatever it may be? And that's what I want this episode to be about. So thank you for allowing me to share that story. That is teeing up some thoughts that I have. This is probably going to be one of the longest note to self podcast episodes. If you've gotten this far, you're amazing. Now, here's what I need to express and explain on coming out of, of that situation and how I believe it can help you. Um, for me, kind of still in it, but... This, these are the things that I'm really learning. Is one, like I said, journaling always helps me. Talking with trusted, trusted people to reflect on this stuff is has also been incredibly helpful. So I want to move forward now with some takeaways. Okay, some takeaways that that I'm kind of moving down and moving towards for myself, and some really great quotes um, from a lot smarter people than me. That can kind of help us. Uh, Amy and I were talking about this the other night. And we're sitting outside in, in the back uh, by our fire pit, just hashing out a bunch of different things. But this kind of came up. And I was talking about one thing I really feel confident about for myself. As two weeks at that point, two weeks have gone by that they had no desire to have a conversation with us around our kid being threatened in that type of way and getting some more facts that took place and, ha and happened that night. But having just a adult conversation for me to walk across that street today or, or that day to, to stop that individual, to, to ask for clarity on something. For me, I was telling my wife, I said, hey, it took courage. It just, and, and not that I ran into a burning building and saved a bunch of kids kind of courage. I get it. But 
there's something inside me that says, no, I had the courage to have a conversation that was going to be a hard conversation. I was standing up for my son. I'm a very strong justice person. I had to get clarity. This is my kid. The courage to have that conversation. And, and having that conversation afterwards, reflecting, having hard conversations at a cost. That, that I didn't expect it to go the way it went. It cost me something. It cost my peace even that, that the rest of that day. Again, I had to process. I'm not perfect. Dear God, I'm not perfect at all. It cost me a lot of peace and joy even that night. I couldn't. I was just, I, I was so thrown off. But I reflect back a couple weeks later and think, hey, you had the courage to stand up for something that was right. And it was the right thing to have that conversation. And no, it did not go the way you thought it was going to go. There's this Marcus Aurelius quote. He says, get straight to doing what nature requires of you and speak as you see most just and fitting with kindness, modesty, and sincerity. Again, like I said, was I perfect at this? Absolutely not. No. In the moment, I felt like I was speaking truth, what was just, what was modest and fitting and was sincere and sincere because I was telling the truth of what was taking place. My son, who's 10, felt threatened and then you're admitting what you said. That was a threat in me standing up in courage. Again, this is not some I'm on my high horse moment, but to say, don't ever do that again. You don't get to threaten my kid. We don't have equity. We don't have relationship. And for, I don't know what it cost me moving forward. Maybe other neighbors have their own narrative. This was telling Amy the other day. Again, I'm being incredibly vulnerable. So, so <laughs> thanks for allowing me to do that. But I just said, look, if other neighbors have their own um, opinion now about me because I address something yeah happened to be in the middle of the street yes two neighbors saw me having this conversation that didn't look like it ended well yes this neighbor uh, who I had to have this conversation with has been in this neighborhood for over 20 years I don't have that tight a relationship with all the neighbors around me but I just felt like hey this is something needs to be addressed and so I did I, I addressed it the best I could with kindness and modesty and, and sincerity um, was I set afterwards? Of course. And once you realize, I think even in the moment, once I began to realize, cause this isn't my first rodeo addressing people of, of, of this type of, uh, reaction or response. But once I realize that the things I'm saying are falling on deaf ears, ignorant ears, it almost was like, oh, this is, this isn't worth, this isn't worth fighting for anymore. Not because the cause isn't worth fighting for. It's incredibly worth fighting for. It's a 10-year-old kid that felt threatened by an adult. Give me a break. But I, I'm not going to get through this person. There's no there's no fixing this. And I saw a quote actually right after that um, moment. I shared it with my, uh, my wife. It, it says, It is better to be silent than dispute with the ignorant. It is better to be silent than dispute than to dispute with the ignorant. And I just, the courage of letting go, forget it. It's not even worth it. Second takeaway, and then we'll wrap up, is, is having self-control. Simply just keeping your cool. Sun Tzu says, 
A sovereign should never launch an army out of anger, and a leader should never start a war out of wrath. I look back at the incident that happened that night when my son told my wife and I what happened and that that immediate boiling of my blood that wanted to go out that door and probably do some things, say some things that were not going to be very productive and then sitting on it and then sitting on it and kind of stew, but also it allowed, allowed me to be more calm in my approach. And then when I knew they weren't going to actually have the conversation without us basically going over there, I saw across the street, there he was. I put down the hose. I said, you know what? I'm good. I just got to clear the air here. I need some clarity. And I also need to stand up for my son and, and let this individual know that this wasn't okay. Um, and again, this is not me expressing how great I am at something because tr tr trust me, I this was... I lost my cool afterwards. <laughs> and and I think too, like once you're in the moment, um, having self-control, keeping your cool, being calm, that's the true practice of temperance. That's the true practice of self-control. Afterwards, having to kind of like unload of what just happened and doing it in a safe space with people that I love and trust I think that's okay. I could be wrong. I think that's okay though. Cause I don't know about bottling anger or frustration. I don't think that's very healthy. <laughs> I don't think that's healthy for your body, your brain, your soul. So in the moment, keep cool, have self-control, hold back that anger and that wrath. Don't go to war when you're angry. Don't, 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 launch an army out of out of anger a leader should never start a war out of wrath right this is the wisdom of sun tzu this is kind of what it was taking place in the moment i was as calm as i could be afterwards having to unload like i think that just happened i'm not really happy about it and i'm frustrated but i gotta still find i have to still find my peace and and again reminder this is about reflection reflecting upon these moments that take place even in your life Things that you encounter, whether that's with a coworker or a neighbor that you've encountered one uh, on one occasion or two, or someone in your own family or a stranger, whatever it may be, you have to. The, the hope is, and this is why the whole point of this podcast, Note to Self podcast, is so that you would reflect. Seneca writes this about ourselves: that the the greatest empire is within you, and that no one is fit to rule who is not first master of yourself master of themselves and he, and he talks about how that's where real power is real power is not ruling over people and lording over others and puffing up your own uh, uh own chest the greatest empire that you will ever rule in your life is yourself it's within you and no one is fit to rule who is not first master of themselves and I think for me, that was what I was trying to reinforce. And I'm constantly reflecting almost every single day. You rule yourself. Master that first. Master ruling that empire. That's where true power is. That's where true freedom is. There's this quote that Robert Greene writes. He says, 
You have to be able to control yourself before you can control the horse. And he's reflecting on this core principle in riding school. When you're learning how to ride horses, the reflection is you have to control yourself before you can control the horse. And I'm positive, certain that that applies to us, me, today. So here's me closing. If you've gotten this far again, thank you. Thanks for being a part of, of this episode. It, it means the world to me. Um, having courage and having self-control. Two incredibly important, valuable virtues to, to have in your life. And this is the last quote is by Theodore Roosevelt. He says, what such a man needs is not only courage, but nerve control, cool-headedness. And this can only happen by practice. You can only get that by practice. Nerve control, cool-headedness. Again, a, a man, a woman, you need not only courage, you need to learn how to have cool-headedness and self-control, nerve control. How do you obtain those things? Practice, reflection. Again, like I said, this is not like the first time this has happened in my life. And I'm sure for you, you're listening like, oh, this has happened countless times in my life. And sometimes you do really well. And sometimes you blew a gasket and you lost your temper or whatever it may be. Okay, practice, now reflect. You've got to be able to have the courage to reflect and sit back and say, let me kind of figure out what really kind of went on here. And I think for me, it was almost like it was a practice of acting out of courage by walking across the street and have that conversation, thinking it was going to go one way and it went the complete opposite. But also practicing self-control in the moment and also practicing uh, justice and standing up for what was right. A, a kid, my kid, was threatened in such a way that, no, that's not going to fly. Not in my house, not on my street. If that's the way that you roll, then you stay over there, I'm over here. Um, but practicing those things, it, it, it matters. And is the matter resolved? No, not necessarily. Yeah, we're still neighbors. We, we didn't put up a for sale sign. We didn't move. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. Um, but what I can control and what you can control is how you're going to respond and act moving forward. That's it. Don't be, don't, don't become a slave to anger or wrath. Be a person of courage and temperance. Cause like I said earlier, this is true freedom. That's true freedom. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode on the Note to Self podcast. I, I, I truly mean it. Thank you for allowing me to share a very vulnerable piece of my life with you today about what my family has experienced and how we're walking through it. And perhaps I'll have more to say on um, some of the next episodes here on the Note to Self podcast. Again, thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Note to Self podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review and then share it with someone in your world and shoot me an email at note2selfpod at gmail.com. Until next time, keep growing, become better. Peace.